Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest led Wake Forest to two NCAA tournaments in his three seasons as the head coach of the Demon Deacons. Previously, he was also the head coach at Army and Loyola in Maryland. Nowadays, an outstanding college basketball analyst for ESPN. We will, of course, pick his basketball coaching brain once more. Dino Gaudio, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. I have a whole bunch of actual hoops to ask you about, as always, but you know I love talking life with you a little bit, and I saw a recent tweet, man. I got charged up about this one. It is from someone who served our country in the military in Iraq. It is directed to you personally, and I'm just going to read it and then get your thoughts. I am so grateful to have had Coach Dino Gaudio in my life. In August of 1998, when I led my soldiers into Iraq, it was Coach's principles of preparation, hard work, being demanding of my men, not taking things personally, and never giving in that flat-out kept me alive. And he says the same principles still apply today for him. That's from a Dr. John Patterson, who obviously st still holds you in a very special place, man. I saw you tweet back at him, man. I, that stuff's crazy impactful stuff that basketball lessons help you live through a wreck. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Dr. Patterson was one of my point guards at West Point. And, David, I'm going to tell you, one of the toughest guys ever. Wow. Ever. He, 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 was, he was one of the toughest, hardest working, great leaders. And, you know, his, his kind words are over the top for me. Like, like, like there, he had great leaders around him at West Point. I, I was just fortunate to be in so many of those guys' as presence there. But uh, he's more than kind. But you, you know what? You know this. Coaching at West Point, you're around the best and brightest kids that yeah. this country has to offer. And uh, it was an honor for me to be there and coach some of those guys. And, you know, JP spent time in, in, in the Middle East as so many of the players that I coach at West Point did. And I currently have another guy, Jamie Updegraff, a Lieutenant Colonel David, that is having his fifth tour of duty mm. in the Middle East. He's in Afghanistan right now. And uh, it was an honor for me to coach those guys. I, I was hard on them and, it's funny, when we get together, the stories they tell, I can't remember <laughs> half of the crazy stuff I said. But somehow, it made an impact on those guys somehow in a good way. But, uh, no, John was Dr. Patterson more than kind with his words. Well, it's funny, Coach. Perspective is something you talk about a lot. Darren and I, my producer, were talking about recently, like, we got goosebumps because one of our former interns lived his dream just by getting a, a job at the NFL Network. Like, he thanked us for having an impact on him. And all that was was like a job with a cool pro uh, media outlet. <laughs> you, you got, you're talking about saving lives in Iraq, man. It's, it's I guess, a different and more impactful version of a similar thing. But those messages, must you must never get tired of hearing stuff like that. No, you, you, you don't. And, and you know what? You, when, when we're working with people under our charge, how, how good did it feel, though, for – for the intern, the person working for you guys to get oh. the NFL. It makes you feel good. Oh. It's like, hey, what, what, what we're doing is, is, is right. What we're doing is a good thing, and we're helping young people fulfill and live their dreams. I mean, there's no better feeling than that. And I think that's what so, so many coaches and teachers talk about, the impact that they have on young people's lives, like you guys did at the, at the station there. 
there's no better feeling than that. No doubt about it. Dino Gaudio of ESPN joining us on the David Glenn Show. He is a relatively recent convert to Twitter. You can follow him and have fun at Coach Dino Gaudio, at Coach Dino Gaudio on Twitter. We've been kicking around, even though there are a couple weeks left in the regular season, the just for fun, if you had to vote today, ACC Coach of the Year conversation. And this will not surprise you, Coach. We have callers from South Carolina saying Brad Brownell is their guy. We have callers from Virginia saying Tony Bennett of UVA is their guy. And we have callers from across North Carolina saying that Kevin Keats of NC State is their guy. So we're, we're, <laughs> we, you know exactly how this stuff works. But from through a coach's vision and I and way of looking at things does one of those three great jobs or any other in the ACC jump out at you as as being most worthy of that high honor all of them are very very deserving and 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 but for me it's just because I saw them so much in the preseason and I just didn't think I thought this was a middle of the pack ACC team it's, it's just the job that Tony Bennett is doing at Virginia and He's not just doing it in doing it in the ACC. He's doing it on a national scale, yep. sitting at twenty-four and two in the country and number one in the polls. But trust me, what what Brad did with the pressure he was under this year, like the, when the the committee comes out with the top sixteen teams, I think they were a three seed, a lock for the NCAA yep. tournament. And Kevin has done a great, great job at NC State. For me, of those three, all deserving, I think the job Tony has done because I saw them early. I, I did their game with West Virginia, one of their two losses. I just think he has done a magnificent job. And, you know, unless the sky falls, another another ACC championship, I think, is third in five years. Yeah, incredible stuff. Dino Gaudio joining us on the David Glenn Show. You follow more of the nation than we do. We kind of get ACC-centric and, and even North Carolina-centric. Isn't Tony Bennett's name in the running for National Coach of the Year? So he has a shot at a, at a double here, right? I mean, he's, I know there are other good candidates nationally as well, but at least in some of the articles I've seen, Tony Bennett is one of a half a dozen or so that is leading the national conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, I not only just what Tony's done at the ACC, yeah. sitting at whatever they are, 13-1, and one, but what he's done on a national scale with that team. And, there, you know, there's been some other you know, great coaching jobs out there as well. Uh, uh, Texas Tech and what Chris Holtman's doing at Ohio State. Um, so, so many guys in that conversation that those guys will probably win coaches of the year in their respective leagues. But Tony's absolutely in that national conversation for, for Coach of the Year because of what he's done on a national scale. Duke over Virginia Tech last night, NC State over Syracuse last night. We have some whoppers this weekend, Carolina at Louisville. Duke visits Clemson. Both of those are in the national top 12 uh, in the polls. Go to Duke first here. We had Chris Spatola on the show recently who worked for Coach K for a while. And it was his instinct that Coach K had only demoted Trevon Duval, the freshman point guard, for that single game at Georgia Tech from the starting lineup. And Chris was just, he just told us, he didn't have inside information, he was making an educated guess, that it was a message from Coach K that there were too many mental errors. There, there was kind of a weird, he retweeted his own dunk highlight after the Carolina game when the Blue Devils lost that game. And there was some speculation that Coach K might not have liked that either. But there was Duval in the starting lineup again last night against Virginia Tech. Through the eyes of a coach, what, do you, what is your educated guess on what happened through all of that? 
I, I think nobody, you know, whether you call it pushes the buttons the right way at this time of year or, or sends messages this time of year, nobody's better than Mike Krzyzewski. And there's no question he sent him a message down at Georgia Tech like, hey, when you lose, there's, there's certain things that, 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 that people that, that understand how the culture of a program handles it. Like when we get on the bus and we lose, dead silence. I don't want to hear anything. You know what I mean? we got right. to understand what losing means. And when you lose, you don't tweet out the big dunk you had in the game against Carolina when we got our tails kicked. So there's no question I think Coach was sending him a message. I, I think the other maybe little message that's being sent, David, is the two games. Now, this kid is a top three pick in the draft, might be the one pick in the draft, but the two games that Duke has played without Bagley in the lineup, right? They yep. give up 52 points to Virginia Tech, hold them to 43% field goal and only four free throws. They give up Georgia Tech 39% from the field defensively. This is a better, not a better team. This is a better defensive team with Bagley not in there. And I have two coaches in the league tell me, like, when I go, man, how about this freshman? Leading the league in scoring, leading the league in rebounding, and they nod their head and then they'll go, not a very good defender. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they were playing Carolina last night that Bagley might have been able to play. But maybe Coach is sending him as a message as well because if he starts defending and they start playing better, and we talked last time, you know, about Duvall needing to be a, a solid point guard and stuff, then this could be a Final 14. But I agree with you. I think Mike is sending messages to some of those young guys to get their attention like maybe, you know, Bagley, I understand about the name, but hey, sit down and watch one more game here and watch what we're doing on the defensive end of the floor when you're not in there. And, uh, hey, David, I got to throw this in too there. Chris Patola, I recruited him to Army as well, and I always told Chris that, like, when I heard you were coming – that's when I left. <laughs> I, I did look up that he at least made all Patriot League one time. I always squeeze that into his bio when he drops by as a guest. That, that's a great story, though. We have to remember that for the next time Spatola drops by. Coach, everybody yeah. everybody knows that you had not only your head coaching time at Wake Forest, but all those years with your late great friend Skip Prosser when you were his right-hand man. I wonder if you can take us behind the curtain a little bit with a superstar player like a Marvin Bagley, right? You guys at Wake had a Josh Howard on his way to the NBA, a Chris Paul on his way to the NBA, others, James Johnson, who is going to make a lot of money as a professional as well. When there is what is being described at Duke right now is that mild knee injury. It feels like a player and or his family might get very actively engaged in that, right? It's not just another minor knee injury. If it's possible, top three first-round NBA draft pick, Marvin Bagley. In your experience, as you know how it unfolds around the country, how does that stuff work? Because the doctor is saying one thing. I imagine the coaches, you know, want what's best for the kid, but also want him back as quickly as possible. And then nowadays, more than ever, you usually have a family saying, wait a minute, don't rush my kid back. You know what, David? Honest to goodness, and those guys that we had from Josh Howard, Darius Sundala, um, um, in, in, in the earlier days when we first got to Wake Forest when Coach Prosser is there, and then CP, Jeff T, James Johnson, Al Farouk Aminu, those guys, when, when injured, were just chomping at the bit to come back. Okay. I mean, there were times when we would have to say, hey, wait a minute, 
I, I remember taking Josh Howard and taking him out of drills and say, Josh, we got a rebounding drill, you're out. I turned my head, he was in the drill. <laughs> so I, I think it's a little different now, you know, with the parents, though. But for me as a coach, and I think for all the coaches around the country that are coaching these one-and-done kids, I never made a decision when it came to the medical side of things. The doctor and the trainer, they made a decision on whether he could play, whether he could practice. And I think as a coach, that's how you have to handle those things. Now, if the doctor says he could play and the trainer says he could play and mom and dad or, or somebody on the periphery goes, I don't want you playing, then, then I think we got to have a sit-down. We have to have a sit-down. Okay, you, are you in with us or you're not? If you're not, I'm cool with that. But, but you know, maybe, maybe we got to go a different direction right here. But if, if that's why they're not playing because of they're only waiting for the NBA draft on June 24th or 26th or whenever the heck it is, then all of a sudden that becomes a distraction and that becomes a problem. But for me, the medical staff decided who was playing, when they could play, and when they could practice. NC State went to Syracuse last night, and with both of those teams kind of near the bubble, a lot of folks thought Jim Beheim and the Orange would figure out a way to steal a win there and, and maybe jump to the right side of the bubble. Instead, Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack got it done. I don't know how much of that, if any, of that game you saw, but either give us your thoughts on that road win in the ACC for the Wolfpack or more generally, uh, what they've accomplished so far under a first-year coach like Kevin Keats and maybe what their ceiling is moving forward. I, I think this is definitely a team that's looking like an NCAA tournament team. You go into the Dome and beat that team. I think the return of Johnson has been huge yep. for the Wolfpack. I think Markel has been you know, 141 assists, I think, in the 18 games that he played, shooting 43 from threes. You know, I saw the highlights of it. I was broadcasting uh, a game last night. Big three with 33 seconds to go to beat Syracuse. And, you know, Al Freeman – you know, his, his, the, the transfer has been really, really good. Dorn, your seven, I think, is coming along as well. I think the physicality of the game is starting to catch up to that. But we talked about this before. If they are going to make a, a run and get in a tournament, it was better last night. Their defense has to improve. When they're last in the ACC in field goal percentage defense and only ahead of Wake and points allowed, if if they if they buy into that if they get that you know when they lost to uh, Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech in Carolina they give up 85 and 96 points you're, you're not going to do that and 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 you know make a long run in the ACC tournament but but their defense has to improve. Dino Gaudio on Twitter at Coach Dino Gaudio. Thanks for the visit as always, Coach. You know we'll be knocking on your door again close to March Madness. Anytime, David. Love joining you guys. Thank you so much. Dino Gaudio, a leader of men back in his days at West Point and still a lot of fun on life and sports and college basketball, as always. Took the Deacons to two NCAA tournaments in three seasons as a head coach, part of a lot of other great success while working for his great old friend, the late, great Skip Prosser.